0: back to the end of the podcast. I'm your host, Nisan Naidu. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, like, share, do all of that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Meister. Follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Always, all the love is appreciated. All the likes, all the listens is always appreciated. I want to make this grow. And I've been looking at the numbers and it's, it's growing slowly but surely. So I'm very happy with that. I didn't record a podcast in, I want to say a week. So I was like, okay, I should probably give something quick. I've been, I wouldn't say struggling for content, but also struggling for time. And you know, I wanted to like do things kind of on my terms rather than. But then at the same time, everything is happening so fast. You never know. So I think uh, yeah, I'll record a, uh, an episode of uh, the boys as in like, give my thoughts on the boys when episode four comes out. Given we'll be halfway through that season, and also I start need to engaging in what my profile uh description says that it's comic book stuff as well i've been doing so many i think i've been i think i've only done maybe what this is the 10th episode i think out of the 10 and uh, nine previous i've only done like three maybe anything to do with comic books the rest have been basketball so i want to get back to that and i'm very happy to say this is the 10th podcast i'm very proud of this achievement you know it's nothing special probably but i'm very happy with it so anyway so I guess I want to get to the whole Utah Jazz thing, because maybe I just want to take a break from the finals. I might do a finals breakdown. I don't know. Probably after game four, if if and you know if it's getting spicy, but yeah, I figure I might just swerve away from the playoffs, swerve away and just do something outside of what is currently happening. So Quinn's not a quit. Even though I said he was going to get fired, but I think this was like a quit before you get fired, so it doesn't look as bad. You know, he probably, you know, he definitely quit instead of getting fired, so, you know, I don't know if it's a CV. I don't know if you have to actually provide a CV in the NBA, but it definitely looks better for him to do that, so that's great. You know, I think uh, he was a small part of the problem and not the problem. And we all know how it works in the NBA when, you know, when everything kind of goes, uh, you know, when everything hits the fan, then the coach is always the first one to get blamed and he's the first one to get scapegoated, which sucks because most of the time it's not the coach's fault and you have to blame the players, but they're like, okay, how are we going to do this? We change the coach. So that's bringing up this whole Donovan Mitchell thing, which I think since the uh, since they got bounced in six by Dallas, everyone's been saying this thing about he's going to leave and go to or he's going to request a trade. I forgot what I actually said about that because I gave a little I gave my thoughts on where Utah should go. You know, given like the, 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 the lack of real results in the past few years, starting from, I guess, the bubble year, I guess, has been three years, and they've been bouncing the first round, second round, and first round again. So, yeah, now that Quinn Snyder's gone, everyone, you know, myself and I think everyone else is wondering what happens now. So, Donovan Mitchell is reported to be very unnerved and unhappy with Quinn Snyder's um, departure. He said he. I remember he said he's uh, a huge reason for signing his extension. Excuse me, was Quinn Snyder, which also made me think that if you think he's gonna stay for that long, because I think yeah he got hired in twenty fourteen, if you think he's gonna stay for that long, like I'm not saying you delusional, but I don't know if Quinn Snyder's that kind of coach where you, you know, like a pop, where he's gonna stay for an entire player's career or basically be the 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 coach. Of a team for years and years, you know. Only certain coaches do that. Spolstra, uh, Pop, and I think that's it. So, I guess you know. I don't think honestly Quin Snyder is that kind of guy. Those guys are you know like top fifteen coaches all time. So what happens with Donovan Mitchell now? I know he is a native New Yorker and Knicks fans. Are back on their delusional, uh, delusional shit, and I don't know what they're gonna do. They definitely have assets to, to put, to create a package and ship it off to Donovan Mitchell. But the U- Utah not gonna ask. Sorry, they're going to ask for at least an all star player. Rudy, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell have been all stars for the past. When was Donovan first an all star? Rookie year was twenty eighteen. So since twenty nineteen to twenty eighteen, no, sorry, twenty twenty to now, those those two dudes have been all stars. At least one of them has been an all star. So you gotta get back. Utah's gonna demand something back, like you know, like that. I said that they're gonna trade. I thought they were gonna trade Rudy, but. With Donovan Mitchell being unnerved, it's it's only, I, I don't want to say it's only a matter of time, but I would not be surprised if he decides, hey, I don't really want to be here anymore because I haven't had success, the team is, you know, the team's not really moving in a direction I think we can, and I want to go somewhere mecca. Utah never attracts free agents, and if you tell me that Mike Conley and Bog, Boyan, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, no disrespect to them, but those aren't guys that you look at and go they're gonna save our franchise and you know they're not gonna be those kind of guys because mike conley and this is what sucks mike conley had a great year in 2019 got himself a nice bag in utah and has sucked he has absolutely stunk since since then the dude doesn't show up in the playoffs it's almost like he just you know it's, it's the old uh and very sad i got my bag and now i'm done I called the whole uh, Hassan Whiteside because he was like the first dude I've seen that ever did that kind of trash. So he definitely... You know, he got his bag, signed his money, and he's very happy with where he is considering he's probably not going to get another bag like that again because he's, you know, he's on the verge of... Retire- I don't want to say on the verge of retirement, but he's definitely in the later years of his career. So what does Utah do now? you got to find a way to keep Donovan. If that means trading Rudy, probably go for it because... Rudy has been. I don't want to say it's his fault that uh, Utah is, um, you know, that they 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 can't really do anything in the playoffs. I don't want to say it's his fault, but I do want to say that he the 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 formula for beating Rudy, who is a three time Defensive Player of the Year, is very easy. You just got to put a dude in the corner, attack the rim, kick it out to the corner. That Rudy is on. Kick it out to the corner where Rudy is like, you know, hovering. And then he has to chase it. But then you've got a corner three, which is the easiest sh- uh, three-pointer in the game. You know, which is the easiest three-pointer to shoot. And the Clippers that are last year. um, You know, Jason Kitten, the Mavericks that are this year. And it's it's really, it's not, he he's a room protector. And that's not his fault. That's what he's good at. He, you know, he's very good at that. But in the playoffs with this whole five-out thing, he can't do anything. So, and he's got a big contract. So if you trade him, you have to the the, the money. The money has to work, considering he's signed an extension worth. Um, hold on, let me check that. A five-year, two hundred and five million dollar extension that expires in tw- that way. He's got a player option in 2025, 2026. That's a lot of money. So he's owed. Thirty-eight million the coming season, forty-one million next season, forty-three million the season after that, and then his player option, which is forty-six million. That's a lot of money to pay a dude, man. You got to give up. uh, You probably got to give up the farm if you want to trade for that guy. And also because he's a liability in the playoffs, teams can scheme around that and. If you get him, you'll you'll have success in the regular season, but you ain't going to have nothing in the playoffs. You're definitely not winning a championship with that guy. Maybe you bring him off the bench, but Rudy Gobert is too good to be brought off the bench. So I don't know what you do with that. Donovan Mitchell is nice, but he's a bucket getter, and I'm not hating on Donovan Mitchell because I like him a lot, but I'm just going to tell you what I see. If he's not scoring, he doesn't provide any other type of productivity. He go, you know, he not he's not really that kind of a passing, uh, guard. He's a score first guard, and he because he's kind of short, he does he can't really defend that well. He doesn't obviously, like I said, he's short, so he ain't gonna get you boards, and he's a guard, so you don't expect him to get boards. He you know what else you know if he's really cold, that's really all you you can't do anything else with him. You can't really make him run a play because he's not. He's not. he is a shooting guard, but you know, like James Harden is a shooting guard, but he's a good passer. So if he's not scoring, he can still provide you a good passing. As much as I hate James Harden or dislike James Harden, you know, but what else does he do? Rudy Gobert is an elite rim protector, and Utah hasn't really had the best perimeter defense. To, to make Rudy's job easier. So if even if they had a good perimeter defense, you could. That that could be worth something to keep Rudy, but and you know, Rudy and Donovan's relationship has been fractured. I think it's I again, I think it started from when uh, Rudy gave the league COVID, starting with Donovan, after taking it as a joke, and you know we all know how that went. You know, shut down such a good defensive play. He locked down the whole league, including. The refs, the fans, the officials, um, you know, Adam Silver and all those guys, you know, he shut down everything. But, so where do you go from here? Donovan, move Rudy and get a big, or get someone that allows you to not be a liability in the playoffs. You have to keep Donovan happy because you're not getting, Utah does not get free agents. And Utah... Utah's fan base is they have a reputation for good reason. You know, things have happened in in that town, that, that area. It's not a good place to be. And teams, uh, you know, other players don't really want to be. there. They're notoriously racist and you know, all that good stuff. Uh, every time I watch a Utah game, which is not often... But I always tell, we always say this, me and my family, when we watch, we say, there is not a single brother or sister in that crowd. You got to find them either way up top, but every time you see them, there are just a bunch of white people. And I'm not hating, I'm not being uh, racially, I'm not trying to say anything about that, but I'm just saying, that's what I see, and it's it must be tough. I, what was it, last year, jazz jazz parents got heckled by some racist fans, like, that's not very nice. <laughs> The dude was you know he's just a kid and you want to heckle his parents you want to heckle him that's not cool like what what are we, what are we doing so nobody wants to go to Utah and even when they did have a player that is I guess uh, a white American he wanted out Gordon Hayward remember he was All Star in twenty sixteen or yeah he's All Star in twenty sixteen All Star twenty seventeen and then he left he went to U- he went to Boston so even when you do have a guy that fits, quote-unquote, what the fans would like or what is stereotypically liked by the Utah fans. You can't keep that. Utah has never kept... They, they don't keep people. Even when they had Darren Williams... Uh, I forgot what the guy's name was, but I want to say he was a coach, and he quit, and then... This was a while back, and I wasn't watching basketball, but I read, like, an article about this that... Oh, I think I might have seen it on Twitter. Anyway... The the Utah Jazz literally like Darren Williams was in his prime. They literally woke up and they were like Darren Williams, you gone. Woke up one day out of the blue, traded him to Brooklyn. I want to say. Or yeah, Brooklyn. What's like? What's going on there? What what? So this 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 organization isn't appealing to anyone. And with Donovan. Y- If he doesn't want to be there, and if he requests a trade, you can say no, but you really got to have a plan. I think there's only two players where their trades got rejected, they stayed, and had success. Dream, uh, Hakeem the Dream, requested a trade in 91, on 1990, and they were like, no i uh, don't know everything else around that day but yeah they declined his trade request and then a few years later they went back to back you know kobe in 2006 or 2007 i think it was 2007 requested a trade to chicago the lakers said no traded for uh Powell, gasol and all those guys and kobe had his mvp season and they go to the finals Three straight years and win two of them. Kobe and Kobe wins, you know, two finals MVPs. Does Utah have the assets to say no? Put together a trade to get better players and then have extreme and, and then have success at the highest level? I don't think so. Dwayne Wade, uh, they're saying is really trying to keep Donovan, and Donovan is getting more unsettled by the organization by the day. And New York fan. Toxic New York fan. I mean, I guess every New York fan is toxic, I guess. I just want to hate on the old New Yorkers for a little bit. But those fans are really making some noise. And it's it, New York really starts with the fans. And they definitely have enough pieces to put together a package to accommodate and trade for Donovan's massive contract. I don't know what his contract is. Hold on. But like I said, Utah doesn't want that. So where do you you know where do you go from here? Do you trade? Do you have to trade other players? Do you have to trade? You go, one of one of those two has got to go. Best case scenario for the Utah Jazz is that you got to send one off. I don't think it's possible to keep one because clearly they're not on the best terms and they're unhappy. Rudy hasn't really said anything. Uh, here's a, yeah Donovan's on a five year. 163 million dollar contract so he's owed 30 million 32 million 34 million and a 37 million dollar player option in 2020 at the end of 2026 It's a lot of money and if he opts in that's uh honor at the end of 2025 and then he's got a 37 million dollar player option and then become an unrestricted free agent in 2026 so what then Chicago, you know, people are saying you trade Rudy to Chicago given they we need interior defense. We have to put together a crazy package and I don't I we've been we just got derailed by injuries this year. Caruso, Pat Williams, uh Zoe, you know, we just got hit with injuries and then that forced the Rosen to basically play ISO the entire game. And, you know, that's how we kind of stayed in the I think we got to the sixth spot. But then we got folded. So I don't see us. I don't want us to trade for Rudy. Because then we've got to trade like Patrick Williams, probably Kobe White, and Vooch. I don't like it. We've got enough there to just say, let's build from this. We've literally had a very good season for the first time since 2017. And even 2017, that season was a little bit ropes. Because of all the locker room issues going on between Rondo D-Wade and Jimmy Butler. So I don't want us to trade for that. I don't know where you in, Rudy. I don't know who... I don't know if anybody out there wants Rudy. They'll probably want Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell, I don't think, can be the best player on a championship team. At best, he's the second best player on a championship team. Because like I said, aside from scoring, he doesn't provide you with anything else. Unless he changes his game and you know maybe takes less shots and decides to be a facilitator, or he can really double down on defense... And cause some issues where you think where you look at him and go, okay, this guy is capable of of really you know playing some good defense without and you know he's capable of not being a liability defensively. Then you got something there, but I don't know who New York gives up. I don't know what happens. I really don't. Quinn Snyder, I hope he finds a job soon. Um, I like that he kind of quit before. He got fired. But I think he had a year left on his deal, I, I want to say. So, regardless, there's that. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers just uh, had that press conference with uh, Darvin Ham. I didn't watch all of it, but I saw a few notes. And I want to say right now, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with uh, the few things that I've seen. Especially, but, you know, it's one thing to say, but now we've got to see. But from what I've heard, I am happy with what I've seen. I think Darvin Ham... He was an assistant on the Milwaukee Bucks, so he definitely has got uh, a last year's Milwaukee Bucks as well, you know, championship team. He's got some uh, championship expert expertise in the coaching department. You know, as much as we love, as much as I like Frank Vogel, the only thing is that Vogel hasn't, Vogel's never been to the finals before as a head coach. I don't know if he's, I don't know what his success was an assistant coach. I might look at that actually. But, um, yeah, I'm very happy with what I've seen. He said he wants a whole... R- he, uh, the three things he said he's going to preach is we are going to be uh, like locked in, we're going to be together, and we're going to be accountable. Oh, no, we're going to give effort. That's right. You're going to see effort, you're going to see togetherness, and you're going to see accountability. And I'm very happy with that considering like this, Uh, I guess, the 2021-2022 Lakers were horrendous. I watched every single one of their games that I could, a few games I couldn't watch, but I... I, th- I wanna say I watched at least about 70 of their games. Boy oh boy was it hard to watch, man. It was hard to watch. Uh there was clearly no um like no accountability from really anyone when at the end of the season Russell Westbrook throws Vogel under the bus. That's not, you know, that's not very nice. Russell Westbrook was definitely I don't want to say he was the problem. He caught a lot of hate for it. Uh, all right, here we go. Vogel was an assistant coach on Boston in 2001-2004, Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he hasn't had a championship experience except for the Lakers, where he was a head coach. But he won a championship, so that's cool. But now we're bringing in a coach with championship experience. From the, he was a player on the Pistons, and we also brought in Rasheed Wallace, which I think is amazing, and people we need to talk about that more because I think Rasheed Wallace is gonna really hold Anthony Davis accountable, and really hold Russell Westbrook accountable, mainly AD, because AD has always been he's he's the ace in the hole, but he's also the biggest gamble because you throw him out, then he is so injury prone, and there's images of him looking skinny, but I want I don't care if he's skinny. I want to see the man play, and I want to see the man play at an elite level, like in 2020. He was amazing in 2020 because he was in shape. That team was together. We had effort, and we were accountable when we when nothing went our way. That team is what, and it's obviously like it's it is the it's an it's a hard it's a high expectation to have as a fan. But we've had success. We've had recent success, so we know what it takes to win when we've got LeBron and AD as the as the cornerstones for the Lakers for the next for the next year, for the next couple of years. LeBron's older, but you know, LeBron will he will find he will find ways to affect the game. I'm not worried about that. And he is injury prone, but like I said, he will find ways to affect the game and he doesn't need to score. If he's just a facilitator like a Chris Paul who can go g- get out there and maybe I don't think LeBron's gonna go out there and get like 14 points. LeBron's still probably going to get at least 20. And then he can probably he can easily dish out, like, what? 10, 9, 10 times a game. That's great. The Russell Westbrook problem is... I don't think we should... We should... We, we can trade him, and I wouldn't be mad at that. But if we keep him, I wouldn't be mad either on the basis that can he... Can he defend... Can he not be reckless with the basketball? And can he hold himself accountable? Russell Westbrook at the start held himself accountable a little bit, which is great, but then he started blaming the fans. He started uh, blaming Frank Vogel. he started blaming you know everyone else. And I love Russell Westbrook, but that's not the way to do it, man. We can like we can stink and that's cool, not really, but whatever. if, if we lose a game, we lose a game we can't go back and get it, but at least in the conference say, I was bad, I need to be better. Don't say this, that, this, that. It's just it, it got old very quickly. Very, very quickly it got old. So, I hope so. And then, I hope, you know, David Ham can can uh, put Westbrook in positions to be successful. He said that he wants to uh, make Westbrook a good defender again, and you know people forget Russell Westbrook was a good defender he's athletic he's big he's got quick feet he is a, he was a very good defender he could defend guards at an elite level i think he led the league in steals a couple times and you know that that that's good that, that you know it's that's showing effort defense above everything else is just effort it's not skill it's not uh, uh talent it is just effort that's that's what it is so yeah I'm hoping Russ, you know, we're gonna keep if we keep Westbrook, I wanna see him succeed. I really do. And then also, uh Rob Palenka and Gene DeBust, we need to build a better roster. The roster, they sold us this this lie that this is a veteran team that is gonna be ready for the playoffs. We did essentially what we kind of took the Clippers, the 2020 Clippers approach, where it's the regular season is cool, but we're just as long as we're in the playoffs, we're good. We didn't really count the fact that to win in the playoffs, you need to start, you need to develop chemistry in the regular season. That's where the 2020 Lakers were amazing because we had so much. That team was together. The the chemistry on that team was nuts. And it translated when we hit the playoffs, you know, with added rest and, you know, all of the other conditions. But that that team was we was we were so together and the team was tight. everyone knew their role everyone knew their place. everyone was accountable. The, uh, the stories and from the locker room. you just love to hear that stuff with Jared Dudley, you know McGee, Rondo and braun, you know kind of being locker room uh, you know leaders and 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 presences and just just a good vibe in the locker room. That when we go out there and play, you can see that this team is together and they're having fun while winning while playing winning basketball. Now the roster needs to change a lot. We need to get out there and grab ourselves shooters. Shooters is key. We I liked Wayne Ellington. Keep him. I you know keep Wayne Ellington. The only reason he was a liability is because he wasn't really hitting it at the clip that for those that know Wayne Ellington wasn't doing it the way Wayne Ellington is used to doing it. And also, Vogel is a defensive-minded coach. Wayne Ellington was being picked apart on defense. So, Dalvin Ham needs to find a way to maybe, if you can hide him, if you can get play, players to hide him on defense, that's cool. And you keep him around. So, 3 and D guys is very essential. Guys that can play defense and guys that can knock down threes. And not, you know, elite like Steph Curry, Ray Allen type shooters. But just shooters that... You have to play honest. Danny like uh, Danny Green was really good, you know. Kuzma, when he finally saw what it means to be a winning player, became a deadly shooter, you know. Avery Bradley, you know you know, you get it get a few guys that can even get it off the bounce, you know, a couple times. Kuzma could do that, Avery Bradley could do that. Avery Bradley, I wonder if he should stay because he's okay defensively, but the guy can't make threes, man. He can't he can't get buckets. So you got to wonder about that. Maybe keep Mello as a bench play, but you know, Ariza's got to go. Uh, keep Dwight, probably. I don't even know what else. Uh, Stanley Johnson, I think we should keep. He's a young player. The guy plays with effort. Uh, we need to get ourselves a backup point guard as well. DJ Augustine was cool, but see if there's anyone else out there that is just capable of taking the load off LeBron and Westbrook as a point. Because... Rondo did that very well and you know we know playoff Rondo is a thing but kind of playoff Rondo if you don't get to the playoffs and we traded him as well so i like you know so as i said i'm i'm liked what i've seen from David Ham's press conference and i want to address this as well i know it's not going to reach him because you know um this is my only my 10th episode and but i want to address this real quick Stephen A saying that he didn't like Westbrook being there that's foul, man. I don't like that. And I saw he got cooked by JJ and CJ. Uh yeah, JJ and CJ. But like that Yes, you know, there's there's talks to trade Russell Westbrook, but he's being there and supporting his coach. I like that. I like it when players, especially with the with the problems that we've had this year and everything surrounding the Lakers. It's nice to see that Westbrook was there to support Ham. Even when Vogel got announced, LeBron didn't do anything. He was he just stood there and watched. And that was great to see. You know, action speaks louder than words. Seeing Westbrook there supporting him was great to see. I didn't I didn't not like it at all. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was great. Because I like to think that maybe Westbrook is starting to understand some of the some of the problems he had. And he's I this is me just being really optimistic, but I also hope you know he was there. He saw what Darvin Ham said. I hope this also means he can say, okay, sacrifice. I can sacrifice my shots. I can sacrifice what I can sacrifice a piece of what 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 makes me me to help this team win. Darvin Ham also preached the word sacrifice a lot. Each player needs to sacrifice for us to win, and that's again bringing it back, like a toxic Laker fan I am. 2020. Each player sacrificed a bit of their game to help the team win and push others up. So we were all on the same level, and obviously on the on the same level, but on the same level of we know what we need to do to win, let's go out there and win this, and win this championship. So, yeah, I thought I'd sort of give my quick thoughts on that, because I haven't really talked about the Lakers since they didn't, I haven't talked about the Lakers in a while, and they are my team, I guess, you know, LeBron's my guy, I kind of follow where he goes, and Now I've become a Laker fan through that, so yeah, anyway, I'll leave it here for today, thank you all for listening to this podcast, like this podcast, share this podcast, subscribe where you'll be you listening to this podcast, follow me on Twitter at Niesmeister, all the love is always appreciated, I'll see you guys next time.